everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Organizational Research and Development Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the company, Philip Beeg, and I want to thank you for taking the time to press play and give us a listen today. If you've been following our episode so far, you know that there's one thing that's been certainly consistent, and that's the idea of theories and ideas in the field of organizational development. I mean, even one of our first or second episodes was all about a rungs of potential theory, the idea that you can unlock the potential within others if there are certain chronological steps in place that address someone's personal and, and career needs as well as a company fulfillment through their mission and purpose. So today, we're going to take a little bit of a different wind down that road and talk a little bit about just theoretical ideas that involve workplace evolution. The idea that what is current today is not going to be consistent in the future and what could be a possible change in how our workplaces operate. You know, if you think back about 20 years ago, right, the idea of the internet, you know, really becoming much more of a staple in companies, um, certainly began to evolve into social media and the power that that has through companies. Um, Even the rise now through COVID-19, the idea that a lot of places are being certainly supportive of remote work and also kind of developing these kind of hybrid or third workplaces where you can go into the office or work from home. It's kind of just a your choice and, and based on your responsibilities. Those kind of things didn't exist 25, 30, 35 years ago. It's been a constant progression. And I think that if your workplace isn't considering various ways that it can evolve and adapt, you're going to pretty much put a ceiling over your head about who's going to be able to work effectively in your workplace. And really, there's kind of like a, a, I think, a time frame as well, too, in terms of how long you can exist. There's just too much going on. There's too many variables that are changing how workplaces operate and support positive cultures that are both welcoming and and certainly intentional about someone's well-being, but are are also productive and help the company meet bottom line results. So we're going to talk a little bit about just some general theories that I have, and, and these are things to spark discussion, give you some ideas. Maybe you're a leader that's considering new ways to develop your organization or, or to really kind of attract new, younger talent in the future. But these are these are just ideas, right? And, and I'm going to dive into each of these theories and concepts and just give you something to think about throughout this episode, and hopefully you find it a little bit you know, mentally stimulating, right? And it gets you thinking a little bit. So the first, uh, the first theory that I kind of dug up here was this idea of, of, of trading employees. Now, I, I've always felt like, I've always felt that, especially when we're talking about organizational development, the field of culture, and putting the right people in the right position, and companies being intentional about their people, I always felt like professional sports was actually a really good model to at least base some ideas off of. Now, if you've paid attention to leagues like uh, the NBA or the NFL, and and other sports do this as well too, but I'm going to use them as as the main source of this theory here, Um, you know that teams trade players based on either the team's needs or the player's wants and desires. And really, as this kind of, as this, as this concept has evolved over time, it used to be very dominant towards um, the teams and the owners, right? What they want, what they need. But as these um, associations have become much more player-focused, uh, a lot of organ, a lot of these teams now 
when they trade a player, they'll oftentimes consult the player and ask where they want to go or, or what they're looking to do, right? So if someone has really uh, outstanding talent, but they're in a small market or a team that's just not winning, and they look, it looks like their talent's wasted away, and, and they've done a really good job within the uh, team as a, as a real stand-up uh, teammate and citizen, you know, if that person requests a trade, the team will, will look to find the best possible situation and, and move them accordingly. So how does this transition into a possible idea into uh, companies in the future? Well, I think first there's there's only so many seats at, at the dinner table, so to speak, when, when we talk about someone walking into your company starting day one and looking to see where they can where they can move and where they want to grow. That's kind of one of the tricks that companies still just, many of them just haven't quite figured out yet, right? I mean, how do we offer career growth and professional development consistently enough where you're satisfied, your job's meaningful, and we want you to stay? Um, How do we do that, right? And, And especially if someone wants promotion. So what if, right? What if, and this is just an idea here, what if there was an idea where a uh, a company with a group of executives had a network where they could essentially trade people who were looking for different opportunities that the company couldn't support? What if there was this idea that you have these, these employees who maybe want to switch fields entirely or maybe they want to switch, uh, switch roles or positions or they're just reaching a ceiling within the organization and they've done a really like they've they've done a really great job in your company, right? Like they're they don't have any sort of negative track record, they're not troubling, they get along well with everyone and they're and they're internally respected. But there's there's just kind of a, an end in the road for some reason, right? The company just can't support a new position, right? Or or all the leadership positions are filled up and this person, you know, this employee wants to grow in that kind of way. What if there was a a, a, a trade scenario where uh, executives within a company knew other executives in other companies and they built a network where they could trade certain employees back and forth where they could work with their with their needs and wants, right? So if I have someone in my company who really wants to be a, let's say, a regional manager, and that's just not something that we can support at this time, and for their personal and professional reasons, they're, they're kind of demanding it to happen within the next year or two, is there someone that I could reach out to who could support that? Um, who would be willing to take on that employee and in return maybe I can get some pieces back right if you kind of think of it like uh, like a literal team trade scenario situation like what you see in the NBA and the NFL it kind of makes sense and I think that a couple of things one I don't think anyone likes to I think for the most part I'm going to kind of speak in generalities here but I think for the most part people don't want to leave their employer and burn a bridge you don't want to get fired for poor for, uh, for poor performance or or that you're kind of reaching your job's end and, and you're just kind of feeling burned out. You don't want to be let go either, right? And oftentimes, too, there's a lot of work involved in looking for that next career path. And, and depending on where you are personally, that may be a lot of stress. That may be a lot of pressure and anxiety that you feel on a day-in and day-out basis. 
Meanwhile, your employer is also feeling some of these, some of those turbulent ripples, let's call it, like kind of like ripples in a pond. They're feeling this too. They're, they're noticing that you're just not, you're just not, they can't utilize your full potential, right? Maybe it's just how the business is structured. Maybe it's where they're at in terms of uh, their, their two, three, or five-year trajectory. So is it possible that in the future we can see a solution involved where leaders look at who they have in terms of their employees, look at what they need, um, both for them and the organization, and they seek out essentially trade partners where they can trade top talented, you know, prospecting uh, employees back and forth with each other to help them develop better cultures. I always think of that miracle on 34th Street moment where uh, Gimbel's and Macy's are, are kind of talking internally about their image and, and this idea pops up that you know, they want to become uh, known as, as the store with a heart, right? I think that's something that would eventually, that, that could eventually kind of capture that for, for organizations down the road. If you have two companies and they have employees that could certainly benefit the other side, could you find a way to work out some kind of trade scenario? Obviously, you'd have to consider logistics. You'd have to consider um, benefits and, and payment and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, expectations and KPIs. But these, I, I have heard of situations where this happens. And it's kind of interesting to think about. Like, hey, instead of, you know, kind of getting burned out about where you are professionally and knowing that we can only support you so much, let's talk together about if there's a possible trade scenario where we can where we can move you and in return we can receive a, a, a candidate that would that's maybe looking for a change of place maybe they're attracted to the sector that we're in maybe it's just we hit it off really well and they seem like an excellent fit for the company so that's just kind of something to think about right like is there is there something down the road where there's more of a trading uh, of employee scenario or a trading of talent scenario that companies would get involved with rather than you know kind of leaving it to the individual to to entirely kind of put that stress on themselves these are just ideas right so um, number two and another idea that we have here is is just this concept of of providing coaching therapy for your employees and your managers. This idea is is more kind of theoretically based around the coaching concept, which you know we've covered several uh, we've covered topics on that in several of our episodes. But imagine this. Imagine you had a third party on site at your organization and they had hourly uh, blocks open. And their purpose was to specifically, uh, their purpose was two things. One, it was to address employee well-being, and it was also to help with professional development. And these coaches on site would essentially act as a tool where your employees, when they were feeling burned out or they were feeling some kind of obstacle in their professional path weighing on them, they could sign up for these time these time slots, meet with a coach, talk about what's going on, and kind of receive some on-the-ground coaching guidance in the moment that can help them move past and, and kind of get them back on track in terms of their performance or their job responsibilities. So often, I, I think that, you know, we talk about employee well-being and and there's always the kind of like check the box stuff right there's there's the um you know breakfast or or lunches that companies will typically do days off or kind of letting them out early um there's also community events that companies will do but if you think about the idea of like just anyone in general right 
let's kind of take a step back like 30,000 of you here the idea of working 365 days a year uh or 52 weeks a year um consistently performing high at, at a at a exceptionally high uh performance level excuse me um and doing this year in and year out amidst company changes turnover growth expansion that's a lot for anyone to have actually have to handle mentally and i'm talking about just employees managers and executive leaders so isn't it possible that in theory, if you think about the course of a year that someone has to work and deliver top performance and fulfill all of their job responsibilities while being agile to any sort of changes within the organization, isn't it possible that that you know maybe there's a couple of days out of a week or maybe there's a week out of a month where they're just kind of off balance or they're just kind of you know they're they're just kind of either feeling burned out or they're just kind of feeling overwhelmed by the obstacles or the challenges of their position i think that that's something that that oftentimes can honestly you know change someone from from wanting to stay at a company to feeling burned out and wanting to move on so what if you had a service on site where you had coaches that had available open office hours and as long as it didn't interfere with the with the work of the employee or the deadlines of the organization an employee could come in sign up for an hour of coaching and talk about what is blocking their either mental or or overall performance as long as it pertains to the organization now i'm not talking about this as in as in like a uh <laughs> as in like a therapist where someone would just like lay down on your couch and say hey here are all the things that are wrong you know that are going on in my life and i need help with i'm talking about this as more of like you're running a marathon and and it never ends and you just need a quick reprieve you need a quick like 10 second break right to, to just kind of refocus to realign to be you know uh, kind of change your stance so to speak um, you think about like a boxer right going 12 rounds and there's breaks in between it right well when the boxers done their their round they go back to their corner and what do they receive they receive treatment they receive coaching they receive tips they receive encouragement and then they get back out there and they go you know the next several rounds I think the same thing can be applied in our workplaces in the future I think your employees need that I think many of the employees, you know, you always hear these kind of statistics about how poorly engaged people are in the workplace, like across the United States and around the world. I don't really believe that stuff. I think that there's actually several, I, I think it's actually the reverse. I think there's actually many engaged employees that populate our workplaces. It's just that the the methods and the solutions that are in place to keep them focused, to keep them dialed in, and to keep them overall confidently encouraged are severely lacking. And I think that there's a really strong uh, need for uh, a, a kind of coaching therapy or a coaching psychologist to come on site and be available so that employees can you know they can they can connect and they can talk to a third party confidentially and work on things like their communication maybe it's their sales presentations maybe it's their it's their accountability and motivation maybe it's a leader that needs help developing their skills or it's something related to emotional intelligence 
I think there's certainly some value here, and, and I would I would suspect in theory that if these kind of services were available and utilizing effective coaching methods in each hourly session occurred, I think you would see not only just longer tenure among your employees and lower turnover, but you would see higher levels of positivity and productivity. And I think the first is actually more important. I think the idea that someone can like someone comes into a session maybe feeling like there's an obstacle in their face and they come out of it feeling like progress has been made that gives them some positivity that gives them some encouragement and so they can go back to their role or they can go back to their situation and they can they can continue producing right or they can kind of get right back on the on the on the marathon and run it so consider that right for as a second kind of overall theory the idea of like a coaching psychologist or a, a coaching therapist on site that is able to um, uh, provide hours um, where an employee or manager or an executive can come in, schedule an hour of coaching and talk quickly or, or just confidently and safely about professional obstacles that are in their way. Again, it could be leadership style, it could be communication, it could be dealing with change such as a merger or restructure. It can be it can be even just as simple as interdepartmental cooperation or, or feeling more um, or, or being able to develop more within one's career. I think that kind of a service certainly has value. And, and I think that out of all the ones that I've kind of shared that I'll be sharing here, there's only three, but out of all the ones I'm share, that I've shared, I feel really good about this one being something that companies should at least consider and, and kind of like pilot test run in a way. I think it can really lead to some, some strong outcomes. Um, because your people are always individualized. They're always unique. They have different experiences. They have different wants, desires, and levels to that, right? So if you have a coach that can come on site, it's not just for an executive, but it's actually for the organization, or maybe it's a small coaching team. They have available office hours. I think that could be something that, that could, in the future, help shape workplaces to be even more productive, even more welcoming, and even more attractive for, for younger talent as well as tenured talent as well too. Whew, that was a lot. <laughs> All right. So the last one that I have here is, uh, well, actually, before I get into it, have you ever, um, for, for those of you listening, have you ever worked in an organization and you felt like the direction was all wrong? And it and it was it was wrong enough that it conflicted with your love and your passion for the organization and the field of work that you're in. Like your executive team communicates a vision and a goal and you're on board with it and they share the plan and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. This is this seems really out of touch. This seems like it, it really didn't have much thought into it. I don't know how well this is going to succeed. I'm a little conflicted. Have you ever had that moment? I know I have, but but like I feel like a lot of people out there actually do have these kind of moments where they have developed such a bond with their organization. They love the field of work that they're in and they love the mission of the organization. That when the organization wants to move in another direction or they want to kind of plan out their next two, three, or five years, um, the 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 vision seems great, but the plan and how to get there, and even the the in progress in in progression of the plan, seems like it just wasn't thought out, or not everyone's on board, or there's a lot of there's a lot of holes that we're missing. 
So as a third idea that that would help organizations develop and evolve more in the future, I think there's a I think there's a, a, a case to be made around a theory that empl- um, organizations should have a body of employees who are passionate about the company, passionate about the mission and the field, and this this body of employees literally acts as another resource to help the organization plan where it wants to go in the future. Oftentimes, a company will look to its executive team as well as its board of directors and say, okay, this is where we're going to go or where should we go? I think this works, right? And then they have to detail a plan and they have to put that all together and they have to plan out, you know, milestones and goals and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot. And for any any company, I would say uh, that has 50 employees or more, I've never met a, a, a company where the executive team uh, in terms of population outnumbers the employees. The employees are always like, there's always like a, a ratio like where the employees easily outpopulate your executive team. There's only a few senior leaders. There's, there's many more managers and then there's significantly more employees. Why do I bring this up? Because in theory, your employees who are on the front lines, who are the ones that are working with the customers or delivering the service or selling the products, have the best vision and temperature check, so to speak, as to what's working, what's not working, where the company should go. And they're also fielding potential feedback and suggestions from your clients. So when an executive team gets together and puts together a, when an executive team gathers and they put together a uh, kind of like a three or five year roadmap vision, I'm kind of like baffled sometimes as to why there isn't a, uh, a large population of the employees that are consulted about this and, and where employees can provide feedback. And I'm not just talking about feedback in the sense of, hey, we put together this plan, we're gonna present it, what do y'all think? I'm talking about in the moment, as the plan's being designed. Shouldn't your employees be a part of that? Shouldn't your employees, especially the ones that that you can tell, care and are uh, champions of your organization and are are you know they're there for the long term? Shouldn't they? Shouldn't shouldn't you tap into their, them as a resource? Can't they provide more information and and consultation overall about the roadmap of the organization? So in the future, what if companies had a team of employees? that essentially help them with high-level growth. That's it. Like that, there was, a, there was a core team of employees that were consulted on a monthly basis that knew where the organization wants to go in the next upcoming years. They were instrumental in putting together that plan. They were instrumental in communicating feedback and and letting them know in as they're going through this plan what's working, what's not working. I, I think there's I think there's something to be said about that. There's a lot of reasons why change plans fail and there's a lot of reasons why companies who who communicate a vision and don't achieve it, there's a lot of, like there's a lot of reasons why that stuff doesn't happen. I won't get into them all in this episode, but I feel like one of the one of the kind of untapped resources that can help a company that wants to move from point A to point C, I think one of the most untapped and underrated resources is literally amassing a body of employees and managers or people who are committed to the organization, care about it, and have the performance to back it up 
pulling them together as a group and and literally working alongside them and consulting their experience and their ideas are you would you have to develop some kind of facilitation and and cadence at which the uh this group met and you worked with them yeah absolutely but i think the value long term is that you're you're first off you're giving your employees another chance to to expand their skill set you're providing professional growth and opportunities to them the the second thing is you're literally utilizing your one of your one of your resources that are so close to your customers and where you want to go why why wouldn't you talk to them right why wouldn't you grab their grab their attention and ask them to help you think through this oftentimes what i see is a lot of leaders work from a kind of like a servant leadership position like they they want at they like everyone else is doing the work and they're supporting them as they're doing this work right they're providing them with the resources they're providing them with the engagement the development so that they can execute whatever responsibilities that they have but oftentimes these these same leaders are the ones that will produce a plan or put together a roadmap and it seems like it's entirely out of touch with the employee population and then if you did do that right like so let's just go down this rabbit hole here real quick if you do put together a roadmap and your employees aren't really involved with it, I, I would I would guarantee to a degree that you're going to experience at least one to two months of, of pocket resistance. You know, employees who are confused, why are we doing this? I don't understand this. Why th- this roadmap seems out of place? Okay, what am I what am I doing? Are we changing things now? I think you're gonna have at least one to two months of resistance and confusion that uh, are going to set you back. So when you're coming up with a change plan or when you're coming up with a future plan, I think this is where it ties into this third point here. You should form a body or a group or a council of employees and managers who are passionate about the company, care about the field of work that you're in, understand the company, and want to do more for the organization. You should put together this group and and work with them in partnership, not dictate or or authoritate um, orders, but but actually work alongside them as partners and collect their feedback, collect their ideas as to, okay, we want to go here in the next three years or five years. What are you guys seeing on the front lines? What are you guys seeing that are changes? What kind of suggestions are we getting back from our customers? You know, how can we bake some of this into it? so that we're all in alignment when we're ready to go um, taking that first step together rather than tripping over our shoes being tied together we're walking step in step management employees executive leaders all in one i think this could be something super transform uh, transformational and powerful for organizations in the future so I, I didn't even realize we're almost at a half hour here, but so those are those are just three kind of high level theories. Again, I think it was uh, our first or second episode. We also uh, unveiled kind of a um, a rungs of potential theory, which described how to get the most out of your employees through their personal, professional needs, as well as what the organization needs and what they can offer. This episode was highly theoretical. These are just ideas. These are concepts because workplaces are always evolving, and they should be. As soon as you stop figuring out how to evolve your workplace, I think you immediately put this kind of invisible ceiling over it. Because what works today won't work in the future. And what worked in the past had to change for today. 
think about that, right? So think about like how technology has changed the workplace, how um, how the value of employees and their interactions with their employers has changed. There's a lot to there's a lot here, and I think that this is something to just consistently revisit and consider because, like I mentioned. Your, your, your new employees who are constant, who on a yearly basis are entering into the workforce, they're bringing change with them. There's certain things that are going to change as, as there's a change in guard. So we have to think about how can our workplaces evolve? What can we do to be more inclusive? What can we do to be uh, more focused on well-being? And balance that with getting our work done making sure that we're hitting bottom we're getting our bottom line results and and there's there's actually a business case to be made so today's episode covered three theories one the idea of of trading uh for talent trading talent back and forth um in a safe network where employer and employee work together to find a new um landing spot and uh initiate some kind of trade between employers where they can exchange talent uh we talked about a third party on-site service of coaching therapy or some kind of uh, uh, coaching psychology where your employees can utilize hourly sessions to kind of uh, vocalize or get off their chest any sort of professional obstacles that are in their way, whether it's uh, emotional intelligence development, communication skill development, leadership, change, uh, merger acquisition, things of that nature. And then lastly, we talked about this idea that as companies are always looking to grow and evolve and they're looking to plan out their multi-year roadmap, it's a, it becomes essential that you actually form a group of, of passionate, high-performing employees and managers that can provide consultation in partnership with your vision. So again, these are just ideas, these are theories, these are concepts. Maybe in some cases this works, maybe in some cases it doesn't. But hey, if you have thoughts or ideas, we want to hear it. What kind of ideas do you have about workplaces in the future? How do you see them changing? How do you see them growing or evolving, especially as new generation, uh, um, as, as more generational workers come into play? This is what makes this field so special, and it's one of the things that you'll always hear me talk about that I absolutely love about this field this idea that you can be really deep in theory and concept. And listen, like I say in all of our other episodes, I mean, we work with clients on this on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. We help with providing consultation around employee engagement and organizational development. We coach leaders, we coach managers, we've coached employees, all for the all around the concept of making workplaces better. So if you have any questions, or suggestions, feel free to reach out uh, at www.organizationalrnd.com. You can find us there. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. That's Organizational Research and Development, LLC. Or you can reach out to us at phil at organizationalrnd.com. If you have any questions about today's episode or if your company's planning to evolve and you're looking for new ways that you can design well-being solutions for your employees to keep them engaged and keep their productivity high, feel free to reach out to us because this is what we love doing and this is what we want to do forever. So thanks so much for listening to our episode today. We'll see you on the next one and make it a great day.